if you are in business, number one, you should have a separate business bank account. Now, where people get tripped up is they say, well, I need that money. I need that money to pay my personal rent and pay mm -hmm. my personal car payment. Right. I get it. So you deposit to the business account and then you take a withdrawal that's called owner's equity. Mm -hmm. So you can do that. But Uncle Sam wants to see that money going into a business bank account and not commingling. Hey, BPP fam, welcome to another episode of Black People Parenting, the space where we have conversations with black folks about raising black children. I'm your host, family engagement educator and the glad dad extraordinaire, Dr. Chavis. And in today's episode, we're talking taxes, y'all. I'm going to keep it. I ain't going to, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We're talking about taxes because we are right smack dab in the middle of tax season. And I want to make sure that all my people know what to do, what not to do. Uh, if somebody take they're getting you a $175,000 refund, uh, stay away from them <laughs> unless you want to end up in handcuffs. Um, so I have my favorite tax professional on with me today, uh, Miss Deidre Moon from the Moon Group. Hello, ma'am. How are you? How you living? How are you? How's everything going? I am doing well, Dion. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and, um, you know, just be a part of the BPP fam. Yeah, yeah. You know, you are a, a BPP extended cousin um, <laughs> on my mama's side. Like, you will represent for BPP. You bring all the people to the cookout when it's time for some smoke. You are the first one on the front line. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I had to bring you up here because I know <laughs> that you can give the people what they want. But more importantly, you can give them what they need. So Indeed. Uh, let's talk about taxes, because this is the time of year where, of course, people start getting a W-2s. Um, people start trying to figure out like where they should go, how they should file their taxes, who they should file their taxes with, what they're going to do with a refund. How can they get the biggest refund? All of these questions are, you know, on people's minds. And especially as parents, you know, we think about these things and we think about what we can do to um, just kind of make sure that we are doing everything that we need to do in terms of of taxes. So why don't we start with the services that uh, you provide? First of all, I want people to know that you are a reputable <laughs> tax professional. Uh, you ain't just, you know, my, 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 my people. You are somebody that uh, has been doing this for a while. So let's start off with kind of like. Uh, the services that you provide and your background in this uh, field of taxes and finance. Okay, awesome. So let me give you guys a little bio, okay? Mm -hmm, a little mm -hmm, bio. Mm -hmm. The Moon Group is not N-O-T. We are not more money taxes, okay? <laughs> so if you are about any shenanigans, <laughs> we are not the company for you, Okay. We don't do that. I am way too pretty mm -hmm. to be in orange right. because orange is not the new black. Right, okay? right. Orange is still orange. <laughs> so, um, and thank you, Dion, for that introduction. I am a tax professional. And I do say it that way because there is a difference, in my opinion, between being a tax professional and a tax preparer. Mm. Um you know, so many people think, oh, I can do taxes. I can just, you know, go on whatever company site they want to and punch in some numbers. Mm -hmm. And I don't knock anybody's hustle. I am not a hater. If that is your gig, that's what you do. Okay. 
I, on the other hand, am a tax professional. I do have a bachelor's of accounting from the Tuskegee University. Mm -hmm. I love my alma mater. Um, And I also hold an MBA. So I am not new to this. I'm true to this. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Um, And as your tax professional, I'm not just keying in numbers. I am looking at your numbers strategically as well as giving you strategic suggestions on how to improve your situation going forward. So when you pick someone to do your taxes, just make sure you know what you're getting, whether you're getting somebody who's just punching numbers in a software or someone who has the knowledge to really guide you in making this the best situation for you and your family. Mm, mm. And that's what I do. And I, I think that's important because I saw someone on Facebook, somebody that I went to high school with doing taxes. And I was confused because this is somebody that failed algebra two with me. So I, <laughs> I, I don't understand like how you're doing taxes and, you know, a couple of, you know, some years back, you couldn't even make it through algebra two, but that's a, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we, I'm not judging nobody for what they do, Indeed. right? Indeed. That's, that's, that's what they do, but you're just not going to do my tax. I don't care how <laughs> I don't care how you got your arms folded on your. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> you you can't do my right. stuff. Right. <laughs> I, I know that for a fact. Uh, so so let's talk about you know being someone who is a tax professional. Uh, what do you think is you know because now we're seeing a lot of people you know doing their taxes themselves and a lot of people are doing like TurboTax and I you know I'll be honest like I'm someone who uh, did TurboTax for at least the last five to seven years right. And it wasn't until I, you know, had things in my business, like my, you know, my, my business that I said, okay, well, maybe this is going to be a little bit too much for me to handle this year. So, and that's when I decided to, you know, get a tax professional. Right. So what do you think, why do you think it's important for people to know the difference or know like when it's time for them to say, okay, maybe this is not the best thing for me to try to do myself. Maybe I need to step out and get uh, a tax professional to help me with this. Okay, great question, Dion. I can uh, I can share with you that as a professional, continuing education is a must. So people like myself, we are constantly studying and taking exams to be fluent in tax law. So if you go to something like TurboTax, which I'm not hating on TurboTax, but if you do one of the self-prepared returns, the software assumes you know what you're doing. The software is not going to ask you questions to identify what you need because it assumes you know what you need. And that's the difference between doing DIY, which is TurboTax, or using a professional like myself, we're gonna make sure we ask you the right questions. We're going to make sure we go that extra mile to make sure you get all of your appropriate legal deductions so that you don't pay a penny more than you have to. Uh uh Now, when I say that, I like to back that up with this. I believe that we all should pay our fair share of taxes. We all should. However, we should not pay a penny more. Okay. Not, not one real cent. <laughs> <laughs> so I say that to say with the DIY, 
the software doesn't know exactly what questions to ask you because the assumption is you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and with mm -hmm. the tax professional, we're going to make sure we un we turn over all those stones and look through every nook and cranny to make sure you pay the least amount possible. Right, right, right. And especially, you know, I think it's important over the last couple of years, we've seen um, things like the stimulus payments. We've mm -hmm. seen the PPP and the mm -hmm. EIDL loans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are a lot of things that, of course, we see people who joke about those things on social media and say, oh, I wish I would have got a PPP. But for those folks who, who did it and did it uh, legitimately, um, those might be things that if you're trying to do it yourself, you may not have a full grasp of how to calculate uh, certain things. Or if there was a, um, you know, I know for some people who might have gotten the stimulus loan, uh, stimulus uh, money, they didn't get uh, like the correct amount at one time. Right. So the government might have sent them uh, funds that didn't account for a child that they might have had in their home or whatever the case may be. Uh, so it's important to, I think it's important to have someone in place who knows these things and kind of knows the intricacies of, uh, the tax laws, right? Because again, right. we don't want to end up, uh, paying anybody or paying back anybody when we could have just gotten it right the first time. The first time. Yeah. And then too, Dion, you know, if you DIY it or you go to someone who may not have a full breadth of the knowledge that mm -hmm. they need. Then when you have to fix it, there's a cost for that. Right. You right. know, so it's just do it right the first time to save yourself the headache. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are some of the common um, questions that you have when people may be coming to you for the first time? Uh, because, again, I want to be sure that people who are, are listening and who are viewing this get a, a, a full understanding of like, you know, we have to take control of um our taxes and our, our and our finances, right? I think this country mm -hmm. is ran like a business, and I think we have mm -hmm. to run our personal lives like a business, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't do that. A lot of times we, you know, we just uh, do what we have to do to get a refund check at the end of the, you know, when it's tax time, and we, mm -hmm. you know, get that ten thousand dollar refund check, and then we blow it or we do whatever, you know, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Uh, so I want to be sure that we, as 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 black folks specifically, have a have a better understanding of how we can can manage our money throughout the year like it's a business and how we can take advantage of these tax laws. But what are some of the the most common uh, misconceptions or questions that you might have for people coming to you for the first time? Okay, awesome. So I don't want to give you most common questions. I want to give you the questions people don't know to ask mm -hmm. that will come back to haunt them later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Because as you mentioned, and I get it, you know, I get it. Sometimes these tax refunds are the largest amount of money you have in your hand at one time throughout the year. I get it. You know, if you're getting back 10 grand, when other when other than tax time do you have that much money in your mm -hmm. hand? Right. So I get it. However, in getting that large of a refund, what that generally tells me is that you're not making oftentimes very much money and where that comes in is that maybe you have taken a ton of write-offs and that will come back to bite you especially when you're trying to get financing hmm. 
I see this so often, Dion, and it, it's really sad because people will come to me and say, hey, I want to buy a house. And the first thing I say, which is what the mortgage lender will say, let me see your last two tax returns. And they have written off so much that it looks like they didn't make any money, mm. which at the time, that $10,000 refund felt great. Oh, we got 10 stacks. 10 bands. Yes, let me have it. I get it. But then two years from now, you don't qualify for anything that you want to actually buy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what people don't ask me is, how will this affect me going forward? Mm -hmm. And I'm a big proponent of making sure you understand the decisions you make today to get that big refund can come back to haunt you two mm -hmm. years from now. Mm -hmm. do, do people, you know, at one time, you know, when I was a young man, just starting work in the job, you know, in the job world, there was this thing. And I don't know if people still do this, but, you know, you would start a job and then you would put they would ask you how many dependents that you have. And you would put nine mm -hmm. uh, and you you don't have no kids, no nothing. But you would put and I don't even know if I should be sharing this, but, you know, I'm sure there's some sort of statute of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not even speaking from experience. It's just what I heard. Right. This is what I heard. What, on you, the heard. what right. I heard. You, heard. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, you would put that you got nine dependents and you don't have not a child or nothing, but you would do that so they, they could take the least amount of money out of your check. Is that still a thing? Like, is, do people still do that? Is that still common? Yeah. And if, it, if yeah. it is like, what is it? Is it does it make sense to do? Okay, so that is very much still common. Mm. People do it all the time, and um, sometimes they do it inadvertently, and sometimes they do it intentionally. So everybody I know did it intentionally, but you know, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be kind, Dion. Right. Okay, okay, kind, okay, okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. If you are doing it inadvertently, please talk with someone to figure out how to do your W four. If you are doing it intentionally, stop, stop it. Because what's happening is you're telling Uncle Sam that you have all of these people that you support on this paycheck. So Uncle Sam says, okay, well, you can't contribute anything from your pay. Well, fast forward to tax time, Uncle Sam expects you to reconcile. Okay, all year you said you were supporting all these people. Okay, let's square up. Let's see the tax return. Let's reconcile. Oh, you don't have nine people to claim? Oh, okay. So that $6,000 mm -hmm. that you should have been paying piece by piece, run me my money now. Now you got to pay like you wait. Run me my money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Run mm -hmm. me my money. That's mm -hmm. what Uncle Sam is saying. Right. So the withholdings are really your opportunity to pay your tax debt over time interest-free. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in terms of, you know, because we have a lot of people who are, um, you know, they're entrepreneurs. They may work in the gig economy. They may do, mm -hmm. you know, do things like Uber. They may do mm -hmm. things like, um, you know, tutoring on the side, things like that. What are some things that they need to watch out for um, or they need to understand um, as a part of uh, getting their taxes ready for uh, uh, what's this 2023 for this year? Yes. Okay. 
Oh my goodness, Dion. So we could have a whole another session <laughs> on gig economies, mm -hmm. side hustles. Mm. We could have a whole session. So please have me back just mm -hmm. for that because okay. I have a lot to say. Okay. Okay. So here's here's what happens is um we you know we see people doing Uber and Lyft and DoorDash and Instacart and babysitting and doing hair and cutting hair and doing makeup there are all of these people who do these entrepreneurial things which i applaud i love to see us out here making something out of nothing i love that the challenges that we face number one is ev not everybody but many people use this word llc Oh, I wouldn't have got my LLC. Okay. 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 Preach. So preach to the people, Deidre. Preach to the people. Okay. I get it. I get it. So when you get your LLC, you are actually creating a corporate cloak. Okay. So the LLC provides you with protection from personal liability. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's great. However, the LLC does not change your taxation. So that means that your business activity is going to be taxed at your personal rate. Okay. Number two, many people do what's called co-mingling, where they are mingling personal funds with the business funds. Uncle Sam don't like that. Mm -hmm. He does not like that. And that's one quick way to get your LLC revoked. So if you are in business, number one, you should have a separate business bank account. Now, where people get tripped up is they say, well, I need that money. I need that money to pay my personal rent and pay mm -hmm. my personal car payment. Right. I get it. So you deposit to the business account and then you take a withdrawal that's called owner's equity. Mm -hmm. So you can do that. But Uncle Sam wants to see that money going into a business bank account and not commingling. So really funny story. I had a client um, and I, he gave me access to his business bank account as his accountant. And I was seeing all of these transactions for um Slippery slope. My goodness. This is okay. Let me sit up straight for this. This is about <laughs> so, to get good. <laughs> I said after I saw it several times, and his business didn't have anything to do with a carnival mm -hmm. where you might have a water slide or something. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. I said, um, <laughs> come on into my office because I wanted to look him in the eyes personally. Mm -hmm. gotta, we gotta talk about this, right? Yeah, we, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta talk. So mm -hmm. he sits there and I pull out all of the documents and I say, so tell me what is slippery slope that you mm. frequent. And his eyes did this. Just like mine just did. Right. And I'm like, is, is there a problem? I mean, there are lots of transactions for slippery slope in your business bank account. And he said to me, pardon me for that phone, you guys. Mm, it's getting good. Now, this is a clip. I know. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably him right now. Right. Get your phone. Like, you tell him my business. This is <laughs> he says to me, well, I mean, why, I, why do I have to tell you about that? 
I said, well, it's in the business bank account. This is what you pay me to do. And so he finally he says, okay. So Slippery Slope is um, an adult entertainer that I frequent often. Hmm. Hmm. I said, okay. Okay. All well, right. All right. okay. We don't judge over no, here. No judgment. Um, does it have anything to do with the business? And he had to say, no, it doesn't. So what we did was we did a review of how he was paying himself and we made appropriate adjustments so that he could pay himself and then pay for a slippery slope out of the personal account, not the business. Can I, can I just raise one question? Tax mm-hmm. professional. Mm-hmm. Could, it, could it be said that if he were not visiting slippery slope, that he could not function well in his business? Could that be? Okay. So I'm just asking. Just, that is a real possibility. Okay. And my answer to that would be this. You feel uncomfortable sitting in front of me explaining that, mm. correct? Mm. And I'm your auntie accountant. <laughs> How are you going to feel sitting in front of Uncle Sam explaining it? Or your wife, if you're married. I'm just, you know. It's well, you-, <laughs> you know, when she calls me and says, hey, explain this. Right. Um, yeah. How do we handle that? Right. Right, right, got it. So if you are okay with sitting in front of Uncle Sam and explaining how slippery slope <laughs> is a requirement for what you do, right. by all means, <laughs> I don't think you want those problems. <laughs> so let's keep slippery slope out of the business right. account and let's make sure we're not co-mingling. Right. So mm-hmm. what he could have done, he could have just paid Slippery Slope from Cash App or from Zelle or something like that, right? Which well, is- what he should have done was come to me and said, hey, auntie accountant, Miss mm-hmm. Moon, mm-hmm. I know I'm paying myself X amount per week, but I have some additional expenses mm. that I need to be able to cover. Mm-hmm. And so I would have reviewed his P&L and I would have said, sure, there's an extra $1,000 a month that we can pay you discretionary funds and then you can use it how you see fit right to your discretion okay i like Correct. that i like that <laughs> not that i need to know that information at all but you know there's somebody who can benefit from this story Correct. that's, that's Correct. all i'm gonna say I, you know I, they don't slippery slope is mm, 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 <laughs> man uh so i want i wanted to ask because um last year it came out that um the government, we're talking about the government. So the government was planning on uh, kind of taxing folks who use Cash App and PayPal and Zelle. And as you know, as a small business owner, that's something that I use. I use those things a lot. Right. But it seemed to me like they they didn't have a hold on um, how they were going to do it. Right. Like, how can you differentiate somebody paying me for a service six hundred dollars and then uh, say, well, if someone gives me a gift for $600, right? Then like, how would you tell the difference between those two? Can you talk about where we stand with that now? Uh, I've seen some news stories, but I want you to talk about where we stand uh, with that law or soon to be law or possibly to be law uh, now going into this particular tax season. Okay, that's a great question because that is a hot topic. So everyone can relax that we do not have to report that for 22. It is being said that we will have to report it for 23, meaning 
all of your transactions in 23 reported in 24. Okay, so let me just back up and kind of clarify what happened. All of these payment apps, Cash App, Zelle, Venmo, all of these have become very popular and money is moving from me to you, from business to business, from family member to family member. Money is moving. And remember, as much as we side-eye Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam funds our country. Roads and schools and all of the social services programs, those are funded by our tax dollars. So as much as we side-eye, we need Uncle Sam. So Uncle Sam, the IRS, our government, really wanted to crack down on all this money moving that there was no reporting for it. And so the answer was 1099, all of these payment sources, Cash App, Venmo, Zelle. But just as you said, there was no clear way to delineate whether this was a personal transaction or a business transaction. So for example, if I have eight nieces and nephews and I cash app them each $100 for their birthday, then that's $800 that I would potentially have to pay taxes on. That's where the problem came in versus if I am paying eight business owners $100, they should pay taxes on that money. So that is where we sit right now that for this year, you don't have to worry about it. However, for next tax season, anything you do in 23, the law currently is that you will get a 1099 from these payment sources. For $600 or more, right? Correct. Is it, and this is this is actually a personal question because I didn't understand if it, is it $600 for one transaction or is it a, a uh, a, total. a total of $600. So if you get a total, total. of $600 on one of those, they, they 1099 you. Correct. Okay, so again, it. if you have eight nieces and nephews and you send them each $100 for their birthday, that's $800. That's a 1099. So why am I, why am I paying taxes on if I'm giving it? Well, that's the that's where we are today. Right. That's why they had to put a pause on it because there's no clear way to delineate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the the nieces and nephews wouldn't have to pay on the hundred dollars that they received, right? It right. would be the person who's sending kind of like a gift tax, right? Right. Got it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Or Let's talk- if the nieces and nephews received more than 600 right. total in their cash app, then yes, they would. Right. So they so it sounds like they're taxing. The plan is for them to tax it coming and going, right? Correct. Both sides. Correct. Wow. Um, let's talk about crypto. That's a, okay. a, a hot topic um, for people who are um, into crypto um, and may not necessarily know <laughs> that even like crypto is being taxed now. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, while we might have escaped the the taxes for now on the the payment processing apps and things like that, uh, cryptocurrency is something that is currently being taxed. I remember seeing it mm, probably for the first time, maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. That sound about right. About two years ago. Um, How should people handle um, 
like reporting their their you know the crypto market is super down right now so i don't know if anybody's actually winning in, in crypto but uh, if anybody has uh you know money that they've earned in crypto like how is that to be reported and how should that be be handled in terms of income again that's gonna be reported on a 1099 from your crypto merchant whichever merchant you're using mm -hmm. they are required to um, issue you a 1099 and let me make something real clear oftentimes i see people who receive 1099s and just may forget to disclose it to me here's the thing that merchant that crypto merchant is required to report it to the irs directly right, right. so uncle sam already knows you already know he already knows and he's just waiting for you to report it. So it's very important to make sure you report all income. And then if you have appropriate deductions to take the appropriate deduction to offset the income. So in the crypto world, if you have significant losses that offset the income, Make sure you're keeping up with that, whether it's in a spreadsheet or some type of software, you want to keep up with those losses. Mm -hmm. And the same thing would go for would, would go for people who have money in the stock market. Right. So Indeed. if you have a if you have a brokerage account, whether it be Fidelity mm -hmm. or, um, you know, Chase or Robinhood or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be, they will they go 1099 you at the end of the year. And if you okay. had losses or if you had uh, money that you've gained, that's going to have to also be reporting correct right and there I are several different kinds of 1099s so when you get your 1099 it might say 1099b or 1099 div or 1099 int there are several kinds of 1099s for these different uh funding sources mm -hmm. but yes all of those are reportable but again, make sure you have your expenses to offset that income. Mm, mm. And just on a, and I don't want to dive too deep into this, but you know, it, it, if you do have a business at, at sometimes you can have your business begin to purchase stocks and things like that for mm -hmm. you, you can purchase it, but that's a, that's a different conversation. But right. um, I think it's important that folks, you know, just again, know how to take advantage of these, you know, different tax laws. I think with COVID, um, with, you know, that the COVID year, we saw a boom of uh, people preaching financial literacy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of EY. I got an assets over liability hoodie on. Like, I think, you know, we see a lot of people who preach that and who to, who talk about that. Um, but I think it's important that we as a people begin to educate or educate ourselves in all areas of finance, not just the good stuff, right? Because all of right. us, oh, you know, in 2020, we got the stimulus checks. Like, oh, let's go ahead and throw this into the stock market. Oh, let's right. go invest. But no one was talking about, oh, well, if you put it in the stock market and you start winning in the stock market, you're going to have to pay taxes. <laughs> or if you put it in crypto right. in 2020 and you start winning when Bitcoin was up to $70,000, you're going to have to pay some taxes, right? Sure. Nobody talks about that. So I think these types of conversations are important because we get, we get the sugar and we also get you know, the other stuff, right? And this is the, the sugar, stuff honey, iced tea. Bingo, right. And this is the <laughs> stuff that we oftentimes don't want to uh, discuss because these, these require hard conversations, right? right? These are hard conversations that sometimes right. we have, might have to come to someone like you and say, hey, like, my books are messed up. I don't know Correct. where I went wrong. I need Correct. some help, 
Um, so I think this conversation is important. I want you to talk about for parents, particularly who might have, um, let's say we have teenagers in the home who are working. Right. So let's say you have a child in the home who's who's working. Your child is 16 or 17 or dependent that's working. Uh, what happens with with those uh, funds Does that child file for taxes? Do you file them on your taxes? Talk to the parents and tell them how that should work. OK, that's a really good question, particularly since the TCJA. So the TCJA is the law that Donald Trump put into place. And based on that law, what we used to see happening with dependents, we're not able to see as much because at 17, they pretty much tap out as, as it relates to earned income credit and these large credits that people are expecting. So if your minor child is working, it depends on how much they're earning. And I don't want to give you a number because some kids are making a lot of money. We have social media influencer. We have kids that are, you know, working 30 hours a week, making 13, 14, $15,000 a year. Absolutely. So I don't want to give you a number, but I definitely will say talk to your tax professional because they do need to file. However, there may be some benefits that they're not aware of because of their age. Mm. So, mm. for example, I work really closely with my parents to make sure that not only are their taxes straight, their children's taxes are straight. Mm -hmm. And I want to put out a warning here that if you have a 17-year-old or even an 18-year-old still at home, working, make sure you ask them not to file until you guys talk about it as a family. Mm. I have a current client who went from owing $2,000 to owing over $6,000 mm -hmm. because her 17-year-old was talking to a friend and the friend said, oh, just go online and do X, Y, Z, and you'll get a refund of $800. Mm -hmm. Well, to the 17-year-old, that $800 was like, yes, let me have it. Right. But it cost his mom over $4,000. Wow. So tell your children, do not get these W-2s and go file. Mm -hmm. Talk about it as a family. Let your tax professional look at everybody's and give you some guidance right. on the best way to file. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Uh, so look, we're, we're going to wrap things up right here. Okay. I want you to tell people how to um, get in contact with you if they have questions or concerns or uh, if they want to uh, have their taxes prepared by someone who really knows what they're talking about, please feel free uh, to share that information with the good people. Awesome. So you guys, my name is Deidre Moon. I am also known as your auntie accountant. I'm your auntie accountant because I'm going to help you with lots of love, but I'm going to get you straight if you cut up. Okay. So you can find me at the moon group on all of your social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I think I'm even on Pinterest. Mm. All of your social media, you can find us at the moon group. Or you can go directly to our website, which is themoongroup.net. Or you can give me a call at 
1040. See what I did there? <laughs> so 833 TMG 1040 is where you can find me. Cool. And you can even text me on that number. Okay. All right. Text, phone call, whatever. Just make sure you holler at her if you have questions about uh, getting your taxes done or accounting services or uh, just if you just need an auntie in your life. She'll be sure to help you with that too. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. We offer accounting, bookkeeping, tax prep, tax planning. Mm. So if if each year you're showing a, a huge balance, you need tax planning. There right. are some strategies that can help you with that. So call your auntie. I got you. That's what it is. DJ Moon, thank you, ma'am. We appreciate you talking to the good people. That does it for this episode of Black People Parenting, y'all. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Take care of your kids. Take care of each other. But most importantly, take care of yourself. We will see you on the next episode of Black People Parenting, y'all. Peace. Bye, y'all. Hey, are you looking for new and innovative ways to connect with your children? Do you want to learn how to connect with them through hip hop, social media, and popular culture? Then look no further than my company, The Glad Dad. I'm Dion, a keynote speaker, professional development trainer, and workshop presenter. And I'm also an expert in family engagement. And I want to show you and everyone around you how to use the latest trends to connect with young people on a much deeper level, a level that will truly break down barriers and create change. By working with The Glad Dad, you'll learn how to break through the noise and meet young people where they are to connect with them on their level. You'll discover new ways to communicate, engage, and create meaningful connections that'll last a lifetime. Whether you're a parent, teacher, or youth leader, I want to teach you the strategies that'll help you connect with your kids like never before. From keynote speeches to professional development training, I got you covered. So don't wait any longer. Visit my website, DionChavis.com today to learn more about how I can help you connect with your children through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture. Your kids will thank you for it. That's right, The Glad Dad, helping adults establish positive relationships with young people. Reach out to me today and let's discuss how I can serve you and your staff. Now let's get back to the podcast.